0: So like Christina calls tonight and Christina's like, yo guys, I'm gonna start at 9.30 rather than nine. And I'm like, make it nine
1: forty. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and now it's And, now
0: and here it's we are starting o'clock. recording
1: at 9.55. Yeah, yeah. Which so, yeah, like, you, I mean, I've got tomorrow <laughs> off.
0: Right, right. But if I try this on my other podcast that has two parrots, it's like, look, you gotta be there. Nine o'clock on the dot. They've got seventy minutes. If you're one minute late, the show gets cut. I mean, it's just a different vibe. Is Georgia a parent? Part. I'm sorry. Is yeah, Geor- Georgia has two what? gorgeous kids? Yeah. Yeah. How did I not I knew know that. this?
2: I don't know it, how you didn't know that because I knew that. Yeah. That can you ask her how it happened?
0: I will. I'll see if I can. I'll okay. take some notes. Do
2: you need someone and, to explain yeah. heterosexual sex to you? I, yeah, I, I'm really <laughs> confused about how Georgia has children
1: is that I was just think, I just figured you needed to know how like I just figured you needed to know how heterose- heterosexual sex worked because uh you yeah. know Daria yeah. certainly doesn't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so is it is it a Canadian thing is what I'm wondering. Is is heterosexuality Canadian? I mean
0: Okay. Christina, you gave us a great segue. We got to talk about this tweet so long.
2: We got to We got to talk about this tweet. And
0: before we start talking about this tweet, Look, if you listen to Rocket, you know there's there's bad stuff in here every week. I'm really telling you, you should turn this podcast off if there are kids in the car. <laughs> so they're going to grow up really fast if we're talking about this. Okay, so so um, I'm just going to read this, Simone, and you no. can explain <laughs> it to people. So this is from uh, Daria 4, which is your uh, your pen name. <laughs> Uh, I am still working on a story about boning a literal demon, then moving on to historical fiction about boning the devil. That's certainly an oversimplification of the <laughs> latter, but it's certainly not the first. Hashtag #RWchat. <clears throat> so, are you writing a highly pornographic story about you know
1: a demon? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, I want to know more about this. Yeah. This
2: conversation is just going to be on pause as I write down various timestamps. Uh, I may, I may be, I may certainly be writing, shall we call it, an erotic short, <laughs> <laughs> a highly erotic short, and a highly short erotic short um, about, about about boning a demon, boning a shape shifting demon. With multiple Christine, mouths, you
0: gotta take it. I can't. I got nothing to say here. <laughs> okay, here's but, what I want to know, yeah, Simone. So yeah.
1: remember, you know the erotica we had so, you read for us, yes. many many shows back about this is worse. You know the guy, right? I was going to say because <laughs> we we have read stories aloud about people. <laughs> you know, um, you're going to need to write down the timestamp, iPhones, and uh, and other things. But 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 demon boning. <laughs> Yeah. And, 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 and these and, and these are two male demons, right? This is this is correct. No, one
2: of them is human.
1: God, you can't just have two demons bone each other. But but I mean, but 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 it, but it's 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 male on male. I mean, what?
2: Uh, well, what's the, the demon is uh a shapeshifter. Okay. I, would, I the, the the demon uses he him pronouns and okay. it has. An appendage because well, he's a shape. This is what I'm getting at. The this demon is what might I'm getting at. Multiple appendages. Gotcha. I'm not going to, you know, I won't go into detail you really, on you know where they, they are. Absolutely. What they're doing. Okay.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> so, so we're talking about right now multiple penetration demon sex. Yes. <coughs> yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Just we want are. To be clear. Just wanted to be clear.
0: Yeah. So should I have in mind like <laughs> Devil from Tekken Two? Are we talking about Ogre from Tekken Three? I
2: have to Like,
0: give me a vision here. Like, am, are we talking about male uh, male Balgia from the Spawn? Comic? Oh, are these like, these what? are going to go on what my mood I?
2: board? <laughs> Who was that first one? The I got Ogre from Tekken Three. Who's the other one? Yeah,
0: Devil from Tekken Two. Oh, let and, me look uh, that male, up. Male Male Vargia from the Spawn comic, which is just like this giant pimple with teeth, like when and, and dead scales everywhere. So we're like thinking, I'm trying to,
2: yeah, the color scheme of Devil from Tekken Two, um, but more of a tall uh, human shaped black cloud with claws. Oh God! And. For more inspiration, when I was a young teen watching Naruto, very impressionable young teen, there's a character in Naruto who has a a normal, you know, human face, but also a mouth on each of his palms. Nice. Which is really interesting to think about. Just really, really interesting to me. And I think to many of our listeners might be interested in Dadara from Naruto. I certainly I, I don't
0: find that interesting. I don't at really? all. Really? not even a little. Really? Bit. No.
2: You don't find the idea you of love just this. having cows everywhere? Okay, yes,
0: Christina, I'm you completely into it. I'm completely <laughs> so, into it. Of course I'm gonna you, buy yes. you <laughs> You're gonna me. buy this? Yes. You're
1: gonna buy me. this, I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. again, I think we found our um, our bonus episode for the year. Um, Simone just needs to read this
2: uh okay i will for a bonus episode there are lots of things i would do there are lots of things i would read this is probably and i say this as a person with zero shame who would do a lot of things for for the laughs for the people for the audience i will never even in an at an erotic reading full of people fully expecting some things i would not read this i so i'm riding the subway and i'm like thinking about what i want to happen next and i remember lines that i've written and i'm literally like grimacing on the subway like my whole face twitches and i go out loud it's bad
1: Please buy it. <laughs> I mean, okay. So we'll, we'll so 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 we'll just we'll just plug it. We won't have you read it, but but please, for your own sake and and for us, even if it's not for the podcast, I I think that you need to do an audio version of this. Okay,
2: yeah. I will do it. I'll I do mean, it. I th- I, I, a, I think that heavily uh, accessible to those who choose it extra. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, because I'm just saying, like blind people, blind people need need smut too, and that they do. some people, and some people want to be able to, you know, like listen during their work commute and maybe like feel nice. Of course, I don't It'll know. start with no. uh, a warning that if you crash your car while listening to this audiobook, right? You, <laughs> you I am not you responsible for that because because we saw that episode of Family Guy. I didn't. You guys don't remember this? This was an old one, but it was like a Peter. P, it was called Peter Erotica, and 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 Peter became like an erotica writer, and he had a a Betty White reading um the erotica, and somebody actually ended up crashing their car while while Peter was reading it, and then it turned out that Lois's dad was the publisher, and ended up losing a bunch of his money, oh becoming poor because of of Peter's Peter's Peter Erotica. You're
2: describing my life. My perfect life. I'm sending you guys some special pictures right now.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at these, I'm and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 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 really wondering what the trajectory of rocket is going to be. Like we started, <laughs> it was like you know we started off we we're reading like conquered by Clippy. And then right. it somehow we had that very awkward Pokemon episode, and yeah. now we're talking about demon boning, and I just don't know what it's going to be. Not I, only that,
1: but I, but, I don't but, know. Yeah, but but, but 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 these these hands, these Smoke. hands, right? I mean, oh my God, oh it's amazing no. the the okay. things that can happen.
2: I just want everyone to just think about it, but you know, <laughs> that save it for another time. Okay. Welcome to another great episode of Rocket <laughs> Accelerated Geek Conversation. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by oh. Squarespace. I'm Simone de a video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined tonight by Christina Warren, senior writer at Gizmodo, and Bri- Brianna Wu, head of development at Giant Space Cat, and Democratic representative for Congress how a
0: disgraced disgraced candidate after this episode yeah, like, i don't know why you keep bringing
2: yeah. this upon you and i don't want to victim blame you but when it comes <laughs> Honestly, to me you certainly cannot resist shedding your congressional image yes i'm your weak point am i gonna get assassinated I I don't know.
0: I think the Republicans are just going to give you a suitcase of cash and say, just keep doing rockets, Simone. Just yeah, keep doing rockets." Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're going to have like a press conference and like a Gloria Allred type of attorney is going to be there. And Simone's going to be like looking very solemn. And she's going to say, <laughs> I, did I did podcast a- with Brianna Wu. <laughs> oh, and no. things were set. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that demon. <laughs> I just wrote about it, but it wasn't true. Um, No.
0: (laughs) But you know, Christina, it's going to be like Gone Girl. Like you remember when Emily uh, Redajowski or however you say your name, like she's, you know, (laughs) sex for breakfast like normally. And then she's doing the press conference. And she's dressed like she's, um, you know, going like to a school funeral, girl, <laughs> right? You know, they they I, totally Casey Anthony her. They like totally
1: right. Casey Anthony yeah. Yeah. her. They like made oh, her like great. look completely. Like, I, thought I thought you were going. I thought gonna you were referring really to the scene where she like sneaks into Ben Affleck's house in the no. middle of the night. But that'd be me with like that was a book. actually that was actually sex for breakfast. That that yeah. Yeah, but but yeah. but um uh, uh but no uh it was wasn't the scene that scene it was the it one where she's at the press conference and she's looking like yeah like dapper and like a, like, and, like she had a like, team a of girl.
0: stylists that came in and made her not look like emily Ratajowski, Right? <laughs> like,
1: like they
2: had to everybody do was everything like possible. everybody was like that's yeah. not the
1: blurred lines girl yeah. um
2: <laughs> anyway wow uh <laughs> let's i, I want to we have to like douse this conversation with cold water so let's talk about microsoft teams All right. Hey. Okay. It was a. It was a joke. It was a good joke. Um. So Microsoft is holding an online event to launch their Slack competitor uh, workplace chat app, Microsoft Teams, on the fourteenth. Um. And I thought we'd just kind of have a a talk about this sort of this medium of workplace chat apps and what Microsoft might be bringing to the table here versus. What is already on the table in um in the form of Slack and other apps like it,
1: ladies? <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting, right? Because if you think about it, and I, I've made this argument before, I don't think I've made it on Rocket, but but I've certainly made it before. Like for all intents and purposes, Slack never should have had a chance to take off mm-hmm. because Microsoft had everything in its arsenal to make Slack before Slack existed. They spent a billion dollars on a company called Yammer, which was very similar to Slack. And, and, I, and I think a, a lot of that DNA goes into Microsoft Teams. You know, they have SharePoint, which has been a way for people to collaborate. They own Skype that they spent $8 billion on. But they've literally spent billions of dollars building collaboration tools. And um, yet, you know, Slack is is the one that, that we use um ourselves. I mean, I know it's what I use at work, it's what we use at relay. Um, it's what a lot of, you know, kind of smaller non-professionals use to kind of have, you know, like interest-oriented groups, and it's kind of taken um the mantle for like the workplace collaboration tool. So mm-hmm. to me, it's interesting just the fact that, you know, a company is in acquisitions alone is literally spent no no less than ten billion dollars on on certain products um is kind of coming into this space as an underdog Mm -hmm. yeah and i think what i mean what they have going for them obviously is the
2: fact that it's windows 10 based and it will integrate with all those programs but then i on say other side of the same coin is what they don't have going for them is that a lot of professionals use Macs, Mm -hmm. and i'm not I mean, I'm not sure what, you know, that that translates to in a Mac world. I I don't imagine that we would have any compelling reason to switch. But it is true that those app integrations are kind of what is missing from our Slack experience. Like we do, we we have a a proprietary bot that we use that was part of Campfire, actually. And -hmm. we have some other integrations like with. Calendar and stuff – I think it's with Calendar, but there are always kind of struggles with these getting third-party integrations to work the exact way that we want them to in Slack. And so I think what Microsoft would have going for them, if, a, if there's a company who uses, you know, Enterprise Office, is that this transition between, you know, Word and Teams and right. PowerPoint, God, Lord help you, and Teams <laughs> would be um, simple, seamless
1: ideally? Yeah. No, I mean, so and just to correct you real quick, it, it, it is obviously it'll be integrated with Windows 10, but it will work on other platforms too. So it'll mm-hmm, work right. on, you know, on Windows, on Mac, on, on iOS, on Android. I mean, it's real integration is with Office 365, which is obviously, you know, Microsoft has shifted away from selling, you know, a standalone copy of Office. Instead, you buy a subscription to Office, and you get access to all those apps. And you also get, you know, access to cloud versions of those apps. and And this, you know, will be integrating seamlessly mm-hmm. with that as you were saying so yeah but you know to right my now, point then what i mean i don't use word in my right in my work i don't use right. powerpoint
2: i don't use excel really we're all in google G- google yeah, um, we are too. sheets drive drive is the word i'm looking for there <laughs> i don't know brie you but had experience I- oh sorry go on
0: yeah, no, no, no. I think um, what I think is really interesting is you know, Slack uh, came out there and you know, Slack really said, you know, F you to smaller companies that didn't want to pay. What is it? Is it, do you know, Christine, is it $10 a seat or $15 a seat? It's, a it's month? like $10 like it's, a seat, I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's, it's a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money to like keep um you know past uh, things. Excuse there. me, it, it, it's
1: it's a it's it's a six sixty seven a per user if you're billed annually, eight dollars if you're billed monthly, and okay. that's for standard for huh. um for ten gigabyte storage, custom profiles, OAuth, et cetera. If you want okay. the plus stuff, which is like more of its bigger things, then that's twelve fifty a user a month, um or if, uh if you do it annually, fifteen dollars monthly
0: so it's it's not a small amount of money yeah and, you know key features that you have to have if you're any kind of serious organization like tfa like you only get that if you pay for it so what's really interesting to me is um you know we tried facebook fake uh facebook workspaces for my congressional mm-hmm. campaign mm-hmm. and the problem with that one is um you know it's 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 comparably priced, but you have to have all of a work domain to use it uh, to bring people into it. So unless, like, we bring people on staff and then pay for them to have like an email with hyper security, there's also you know meeting all the you know requirements by law. Um, I can't have them participate at all. So, you know, I look at that and I'm like, okay, that is a corporate product and Slack is more of a corporate product. And then I see Microsoft getting into this space. And, you know, the only people I know with Microsoft 360, um, you know, accounts are people that kind of work for, you know, these really big companies that have, uh, you know, entire IT departments. Hmm. Um, It's just kind of old school, because like, you know, new media, you're gonna be using Google Drive. And, you know, at Relay, we use Slack. So I think it's so interesting that I used to think of um, Slack as like the, you know, the corporate tool here yet now everyone else is is coming out and going after that really hyper corporate model Mm -hmm. and there's not really i i just think it's so interesting in all the features that could be differentiating on none of them are hey we're going to really innovate for you know smaller teams or more nimble teams where people come in and come out i just i think that's really notable
1: yeah no i i think so too but i think if you're microsoft i mean I could see them maybe doing a a scaled down version for smaller teams, but their bread and butter, right, are going to be their big corporate clients and and they're you know the people Mm -hmm. who have SharePoint servers and the people who pay for Office 365 seats and the people who are paying for you know Windows licenses. Like these are the people who they're going after. I have to think that they look at how much money Slack is now, you know, valued at, and and how much money Slack is, is probably bringing in, you know, just with the the number of organizations who use it alone. I mean, I know that that I said, you know, the you know, uh, you know, Gizmodo Media Group, you know, use it, and 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 I think most of Univision is on it, actually. You know, like you know, big big companies are on Slack, and that's not inexpensive. Um, even like when I was at Mashable, and that was a smaller place, you know, maybe maybe three hundred people, you know, it was all on Slack. I know that that was definitely a, probably a big part of the software budget each year um you know that and and box and some other services um i have to think that the microsoft looks at that and goes man why are we um why are we not getting a piece of this yeah
2: cuz they are missing out on a, on a slice of the pie especially like with those enterprise clients that you're talking about Brianna but then i don't know do you do you see them really challenging slack on a broader level i know there was that whole drama the the juicy drama when they first announced it where slack took out that ad
1: right um god what did they take that the in the new york times they took Mm -hmm. out a full page ad they they copied apple basically and they were like welcome you know microsoft seriously or whatever They, they they did kind of a a copy of the ad apple took out for ibm I didn't like that <laughs> ad. I thought that was actually kind of like eye rolling a little bit. I was yeah, like, Look. it's really, especially when
2: you are the primary name in that space. I mean, right. although on the other hand, I mean, I guess within, um, so my friends, uh, in the romance community started a Slack group for writers and I, They hadn't really heard of Slack before. I was like, yeah, I'm on Slack all the time because work, blah, blah, blah. So I I guess outside of these big businesses, I mean, I hadn't heard of Slack probably until I became a moderator at Polygon, and that's how the moderators communicate um, for Polygon. Uh, This was like way, way long ago. So I I feel like people do still find Slack through these, these corporations. But on the other hand, like you can still get 30 or whatever people in a, on Slack with free accounts just right. jamming in a group together. I know there's a big VR group, which was founded by Eva Hearth, um, where VR developers can just hang out together and kind of discuss and jam on ideas and things like that. Um, and I don't, I don't really know any other program that... I mean, I, I like Slack a lot, personally, obviously. I, I just find it really easy to use. But, I mean, between workspaces and teams and Slack, I think Slack is obviously the better choice for something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and, and obviously I think a lot of people have kind of migrated to kind of using Slack in a way that you would have used something like IRC. Mm. And, it, but, but, you know, people like your writer friends, it's much more accessible for them to join a Slack than it would be for them to download an IRC client and deal with that. And yeah. and then you have, you know, you have apps like Discord, which could have kind of been in that space, but they are obviously a lot of really toxic people, um, mm-hmm. are very active in Discord. Um, and right, they're, they're though not- there are
2: some good Discords that I know of. Yeah. I forgot about Discord.
1: Yeah, Discord, you know, and, and, and Twitch actually, you know, just launched, you know, for, for related really to gaming kind of their Twitter competitor, which I don't really call it a Slack of, of source, but you could kind of see for certain types of people, it being used in a similar way of people just wanting to chat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, though, because I don't know, you know, I mean, Microsoft showed off a preview uh, back in November, but, you know, the, we still don't have kind of a final feature list. And so I don't know if they're going after, you know, this, this. The, that kind of free market, so to speak, at all. Um, I, I have a feeling they're not. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a feeling that they, they want everybody – like maybe if you have a home user and you have a, off Office a 365 account, you could create a Microsoft Teams for you know your family or whatever. But uh, I don't God, think I'm they're having, going I'm that I'm at all. I'm trying to
2: imagine that. And,
1: I mean, there are probably <laughs> a few people who would do it. I mean, I don't think it's a huge market, obviously. And I don't think that Microsoft thinks it's a huge yeah. market. I think for Slack – it was. It, it ended up being a really good um, sales pitch for them by basically letting people kind of create their own thing, and then those would be the sorts of people who could conceivably go back to their employers and say, "Hey, we need to do this." Um, Slack also got really lucky with the timing because Campfire was being phased out mm-hmm. by uh, by Basecamp, and and people needed um, a replacement yeah. um, because you know uh, Mashable had been in on on Campfire forever. And you know Basecamp made it clear that they weren't going to be continuing development with that and really wanted to move everybody to Basecamp, which wasn't really an ideal tool. And, and I had been in some private slacks and I was one of those people I was like, no you got, we need to try this and, and we tried it a little bit and, and it worked and then it worked so well that it was like they you know we started out in kind of a free account and then for, for CES I think and then within like you know a month, it was it was made clear. Okay, we're migrating this, and this is going to become the communications platform for the whole office. Once you go Slack, you never go back.
2: I'm looking at the. So, um, oh, sorry, go uh, on.
0: Yeah, Christine, Christine, you had uh, you'd mentioned uh, the the ad that Slack took out about that. and one of the really key things that they had um, they mentioned in that ad was yes you know, Slack basically saying, "Look, you can't." completely copy our product and expect that to be good enough. You've got to really, really innovate in this space. And the way I look at this and I see Microsoft choosing to innovate in this project is in the most boring, horrible, but common sense things I can imagine. <laughs> Namely that it's, uh, conforming to a bunch of like HIPAA standards and privacy right. standards and EU regulations and uh-huh. ISO 27001, whatever the fact that is. And it's like, um, you're basically helping this stay in legal compliance, which, you know, it's not a sexy feature, but that sure makes a lot of sense to me as a product. Um, so do you think that's kind of going to be, um, you know Microsoft's niche here versus you know new features.
1: Yeah, I mean I think so. I think that's a great point. And and I think that's an area where, you know, Slack has to add to ask, you know, answer questions about about how they're going to deal with data compliance. And and they've, you know, had to update their policies accordingly. And Microsoft obviously has years and years and years of experience there. And so I think that if for, for certain size companies, that might be um, enough to make them go, okay, well, this is more important for us, and if we're going to be spending our per seat fee, you know and, and we are already paying a cow for office 365, why would we pay also for slack? Um, so I think that's part of it. I think another thing is just um, yeah, I, I think that we we might see innovation in other ways, but I I sort of disagree with with the with the slack take on like, oh, you know, you, you can't just copy us because you can now that doesn't mean that it'll work. But I think that depending on you know who they're trying to what type of clients they're trying to get, if it's good enough and close enough, I could see for clients that are paying for Slack you know uh, fees and are also paying Microsoft things, if it's close enough and if if the experience is um, not demonstrably different, I could see plenty of, of people saying, well, we're just not going to pay this extra Slack fee. We're just going to if it's all bundled in and all built into their Microsoft you know their Office three sixty five fee
0: hmm yeah so yeah no i mean it looks like slack they're really trying to innovate a lot with ai like their you know ceos had made they've made statements about like siri being a joke compared to what they hope to do which is kind of boisterous but uh yeah i don't know i guess it's i was i guess i was just really hoping something more exciting would be coming out like microsoft is um they're doing a lot of really really interesting work right now and you know like when i see you know facebook's model it makes a lot of sense to me because um, slack is kind of ephemeral so if you're not standing there staring at it you've kind of missed it right mm-hmm. facebook is easier to like go over to someone's page and scroll up and see what they've been doing so that makes a lot of sense to me in a work organization yet looking at microsoft what they brought to the forefront here I, it just—I guess—it scratches that corporate itch. And it's going to make the lawyers happy, but there's nothing here that just really gets me excited. Do you know what I mean? It seems like a very old school totally. Microsoft play.
2: I would yeah, love no. to hear from someone who uses Office 365 in their workplace because I'm looking at like this in, this planner integration and which looks exactly like a sauna, actually. <laughs> but I mean, that seems yeah. like something that would be useful to have directly. In your app, and like we have, we had Trello integrations with our Slack that would kind of tell us when people were moving stuff around on boards. But then that got really annoying because you'd get notifications for it, and you're like, I don't care what you're doing. So I don't know. Having having like a section for that might be interesting. Like that that kind of thing is interesting to me, especially as a person who really likes moving cards from column to column yeah, to column, as I like, complete stuff. Yeah, it it scratches that itch. Um, not like you know mouths and hands do, but. <gasps> <sighs> <laughs> in a completely professional way, it does. Um, <laughs> so oh God okay, wow, let's rewind that back. Um, so yeah, I, I can't I can see the use of this, but I really do think it comes down to what is your what is your existing workflow and I can't see a company that doesn't that, that uses like this cloud-based stuff like Google Drive. I can't see them switching back to office 365, but if a company already does use it, then I think that there could be a lot of exciting exi- exciting integrations. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's well said. Cool. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace, where you can enter offer code ROCKET to get 10% off your first purchase. I'll, I'll start with a story. Uh, you know what I did tonight? Instead of, like, Before I did any, well, okay, instead of, yeah, up to, like, the last minute before we started recording, I was just messing around and making dummy pages on my Squarespace website and not publishing them and just, like, having fun designing, like, different versions of pages that already exist because I don't have a life or anything better to do on a Tuesday night when I'm recording a podcast. I, I, like, I sunk into a black hole of website design and it was so enjoyable. I don't I don't think that, you know, it couldn't have been better spent, even if those pages will never see the light of day. Squarespace is a platform that allows you to build your own website for whatever it is that you need a website for. You can get a unique domain name. There are a bunch of award-winning templates to choose from. They're easy to alter. They're minimalist. They're delightful in every way and really easy to mess around with. As I have found over and over and over again as I keep tweaking minute things on my website for my own pure enjoyment. So whether you want to build an online store, a portfolio, a blog, whatever it is that you want, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do exactly that. You don't have to install anything. You don't have to worry about patches. You don't have to worry about upgrading stuff. What you get with your free trial is all the tools that you will have access to when you upgrade to the paid version of Squarespace. So you get that free trial, you get to tweak around with the tools, build your website, like see how the whole thing works. And then at the end... You enter offer code Rocket and to get ten percent off your first purchase, and then you have a freaking website that you've just published and put out there in the world so that people can look at it, and they 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 probably they'll think it's beautiful, and then you will still spend hours and hours and hours <laughs> changing tiny tiny things about it for your own enjoyment. They have award winning twenty four seven customer support if you need any help along the way, uh, and their plans start at just twelve dollars a month. So that is great. You for all that you can get with this platform. Um I've really enjoyed my time using it uh and I will continue to use it because it's like an addiction. I can't I can't say no to Squarespace. Squarespace has me in their grasp. I'm gone. I'm all yours, Squarespace. Do what you want with me. I can't go to anyone else. No one else gives me what I need. Squarespace has what I need. And like I said, when you sign up, use that offer code ROCKET to get 10% off your first purchase. Show your support for us. Show your support for Relay. Show your support for Squarespace. Show them that you listen to my words. Um, But you probably just stopped listening because I went really high and it was super annoying and I'm really sorry. This is what Squarespace brings out of me, this passion, this strange passion. (laughs) So thank you so much, Squarespace, again for sponsoring the show. Offer code rocket ten percent off Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website.
1: And that's Simone, you're
0: gonna be so delightful when you are like ninety years old. Gonna <laughs> I'm gonna.
1: Oh my god, you are
0: ninety year old on like because you'll have nothing to lose at that point. I know, like, right? I'll have it'll no dignity. Oh my god. I, I can't saw an wait. old
2: lady with like yeah. one of those floor-length mink coats walking around in the, the 70s, the upper 70s on the yeah. west side li- this week. Yeah. I was like that's me.
0: That's it's the future. Yeah. It can be it if you dream it.
2: I do dream it every freaking day. God. So, we talked last week about the Nintendo Switch uh, and the kind of oh. pre-review of it. And now we're going to do a post-mortem of the launch oh. of the Nintendo Switch.
0: There oh. have been,
2: Brian Wu not happy. Or maybe you are happy because you did cancel your pre-order.
0: No, I'm worried about Nintendo. It is a disaster. Dead Christine, did you see the video today? Yes. Our, our chat. Holy God. Oh, my God. Oh my god, this is a disastrous launch. Like, okay, you expect some things to go wrong with a launch, but this is everything from The Verge doing a piece about the giant metal parts that they put in front of the the uh, Bluetooth antenna, blocking it, and how if like you take it apart and move the antenna by soldering in wire, you can fix it. The screen scratching up if you put it In the cable. I'm not even saying put it in your bag. If you put this in the the cradle, it will scratch the screen. The system, like, shorting out graphical glitches, it breaking down, like, nothing working, it crashing randomly, power problems, color problems, it just shutting down and not booting up. Like, this is, like, I, I... do, I'm rooting for Nintendo to win, but I cannot like suggest anyone buy a Nintendo Switch until this is really seriously addressed. I mean, am I yeah. wrong? How do you all no. feel about it?
1: No, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I think they there was a, an issue um, people were saying on Reddit. Nintendo denied that they uh, pulled the dock from the online store. It just happened to be sold out is, is what they told us. Um, Okay. But, you know, but people have been reporting, you know, issues with the doc and, and now, you know, the, a secondary doc, which had been, the links had been available on their website for pre-order are now gone and they're claiming they're sold out. Um, It doesn't sound like they're going to be redesigning it and, and I would not expect them to, but there've been a lot of people complaining about, about having issues, you know, with, with the units i mean i was seeing reports over the weekend of you know people seeing uh you know dead pixels on their screens and nintendo's responses well a number of dead pixels on a, on an lcd screen is normal they're not wrong uh that is yeah. accurate but that's not something you expect to hear a company say yeah mm-hmm. with the new know? product, and
2: to again reiterate like with our nintendo switch we did experience the left joy con disconnection problem. we didn't experience any of these other problems like the the dead pixels or the er, the everything completely shorting out like stuff like that. but they are being reported by users and I don't I mean this it's happening at a volume which suggests that it's not just people who, want to poop on nintendo and certainly nintendo no. has a lot of fans who every time you post something negative about the
1: switch they will come at run you. In and oh be like God. it's perfect it did nothing wrong <laughs> having nine games at launch is perfectly acceptable um and that like that's like that that's just the thing right like you there are a lot of things you could critique about the the switch launch and that would have nothing to do with hardware issues. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, like, let's not even focus on that. Like, just the fact that the people are having some hardware issues and that it it looks to be kind of glitchy, uh, to me, anyway, kind of screams, and I haven't spent a significant amount of time with the Switch because we didn't get a review unit until uh, we had to buy, you know, one um, like everyone else. You know, we haven't spent as much time with it, and I certainly haven't spent a lot of time with it. Um, I tried and failed at getting a pre-order, and now I think I'm just going to wait until Mario Kart comes out. But... Like from from what you know, it seems like this is a system and and I would love you guys' take on this because you obviously are more into the gaming scene than I am, but it feels like this is a system that was released both um to it was both rushed out and also feels late.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely, a thousand percent agree with that assessment. Um, I mean, you know, they kept the, the Wii U as a failure. We needed it a long time ago. And, uh, you know, this, this happened. Like, uh, the bottom really fell out of Wii U sales last year. And you got the sense that they panicked and brought this to market before it was ready. And, um, you know, there it is. Um,
2: I don't know about the I mean, too the, the late. I can't get past. I, yeah. Sorry, no. Finish your thought before I derail sorry. everything.
0: <laughs> no, I, I was going to say I can I can forgive a Joy-Con with a bad design, right? Like at some point, I'm going to spend sixty dollars for a new controller. I can forgive dead pixels, like as you said, Christina. That's just how it works. I can forgive like graphical glitches because those may be able to be fixed with a software patch. Sure. What I can't. Forgive with this design and what I just I, I can't justify buying it until it's fixed is the the screen scratching problem. Like the entire gimmick of this system is, you know, it's for older gamers to, you know, if I leave the house, I can pick up my switch, throw it in my purse, and you know, play games with people. And the fact that the screen is this scratchable, just putting it in the dock, much less throwing it in your black in your bag. I don't know, like you can't fix that, you know, Mm -hmm, you can put a screen protector on it, which is going to affect the um, responsiveness the same way it does on an iPhone screen. But that's just, I mean, that's just a bad design. And I, I just, I, I, I don't know what you do with this. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, I regularly carry my iPhone in around around in a pocket with my keys, which I shouldn't do. And I don't have any screen scratches. So I, the fact that this this screen seems to be scratching, and I, I really want to do more tests on it um, on our personal one, but it's – you're right. This is a console that's designed to be completely portable. And I think yeah. in, in some ways to address the the late comment this kind of ties together, this is a, a console that is – doesn't feel late to me because it's trying to do something that no other console has done before, it's certainly not as technologically advanced as, or in terms of, like, GPU, CPU as of the course. PlayStation 4, Xbox One. But in other ways, like, it, it's it's doing something very, very new and very, um, what I would hope is something that we could do better in the future, um, just in terms of... Having our games accessible everywhere, maybe it would even have Netflix and a web browser, but you know, and a virtual that, console. Yeah, yeah, that, and like that—that's the dream, right? Like the the Platonic ideal of the Nintendo Switch is our perfect console. Sure, um, but yeah, uh, the in turn, it, it does feel like in terms of. The, of design, some things needed to be tested more. Like slide it into the dock a few more times, see if it scratches. I, I don't know why specifically the left Joy-Con; it literally has a hardware defect when they should be mirror images of each other. Although, no, I guess they do have different functions because one has the IR reader, and then the other has—I I don't remember what else. Um, but, but yeah, like these are these are—they s- seem like very easily they're easily discoverable issues that probably should have come up and been addressed earlier since they're literally they're they're so integral to the switch's everyday function
1: well and that's i guess what i kind of mean by by the lateness thing i mean like feeling rushed but it feels like 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 brie was saying we knew the wii u was a failure we knew that that wasn't the case And, and it feels like they waited a really long time maybe to, to start working on this maybe longer than they should have and then felt like, oh, crap, if we don't get this out sooner, any, you know, chance we have of making up ground will be lost. And instead, you end up releasing a product that, like you said, is kind of like the, the perfect platonic ideal of like a, a game system, um, but has problems. And, and I mean, in e- even design problems. I mean, the fact that the kickstand, which has universally been panned, you know, you can't charge it while it's on the kickstand. Mm-hmm. So they want you to buy a third-party accessory, right? Like, yeah. It, part of that, you know, you could say is that's just Nintendo nickel and diming, and, and they certainly have done a lot of that with the Switch. But part of that just seems like that's that's a design issue, right? Like, how, how did you not take into consideration that people, especially when you are touting tabletop mode, are going to want to play um, and it might be in a situation where they mm-hmm. don't, they they want to be able to plug it in.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that, I mean, I complained at length uh last week about the the Nintendo the Switch grip that's included in the box not being the one that charges your Switch even though literally all they added is a USB-C port uh which I don't think is worth $30. I'm sorry, no. Nintendo. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, and, and definitely, as always, because we did complain at length also about when they shipped the new 3DS without a charger, because logic. Um, so certainly, like, Nintendo has has had oversights like this before that are very purposeful on their part and just are not consumer friendly. Um, but yeah, in terms of, like, the design of the console itself, I don't know. No one is helped, not Nintendo and not the consumer, by the fact that you might need to buy a third-party accessory to charge it when it's standing up in kickstand mode. That's ah, – it doesn't make sense. So I don't know. I, I still do USB like the system, I should say. Sorry, what was that? Yeah.
0: I was going to say, how about the USB port on the bottom of it, right? Like, Christina, you're talking about kickstand mode. Right, the kickstand sucks. That's a design issue. But like, they don't even think about people that might need to
1: charge it. Well, that's while what I'm saying.
0: It. That, that's just, exactly what I, I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's exactly that's it's my like, point. Oh, they want you to oh. buy
1: a more expensive kickstand that sits up a little more so that you can plug it in on the bottom. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. Like, why is this? I mean, I get it. It's on the bottom because you know, you want to make it easy to dock. I understand that. But, like, you could maybe do something on the side or you could have a separate port. I oh, like, Clearly, yeah, I the
2: dock needs to be redesigned, so.
0: <laughs> I mean, the Wii U charges from the top and then you can charge it on the bottom by plopping it right. in there. Like, they managed to figure this out. Well, I guess you're, you have two chargers there. But, like, it's a piece of freaking plastic. Yeah, like, exactly. Just have just review. have two holes. Yeah. Just have just oh. have just. It'd be yeah, fine. Just have two holes.
2: Just have two holes. Uh, I think we have an episode <laughs> title. That's definitely the episode title. Just <laughs> it and it's so thematically appropriate for the episode as a whole. Yep. Hey. Anyway, I mean I, I feel bad because I, I do still really like the console, and among my person like my circle of people who have it, I haven't seen anyone with that i personally know like closely with these these huge huge issues uh but i also don't want to discount like the fact that they are out there and this has affected people um what what has affected a ton of people that i do know is the fact that amazon dropped the i don't know if it's amazon or nintendo but someone freaking dropped the ball with pre-ordered units from amazon because yes certain people that i will name pre-ordered it Literally as soon as they could, and Amazon still has not shipped
1: their orders. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, I, mean, I don't know. The, and I wasn't able to get a response from either company. And I tried extensively on Friday, like, I tried hardcore to get a response from either company. Neither one would, would tell me. um What some Amazon CSRs were, were telling people was that, you know, they didn't get the amount that they were promised. And that that's why they weren't shipping, but you can only take that with a grain of salt because sometimes that's accurate. Sometimes it's not Alex Kranz, who we had on our show a couple months back, she had pre-ordered from Amazon, like literally the second it went up and it was stuck in kind of a a shipment loop. And she ended up getting it delivered to her Saturday morning at like 11 AM, but it had been promised, you know, Friday, but she did at least get it Saturday. So that's at least before some people, like you said, um, my friend Andrew, who lives in Canada, he ordered from Best Buy in Canada. They lost his.
2: Oh, no. And Whoa. they
1: lost his. And then Best Buy in Canada won't let him file a missing package report until tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it, Amazon's not the not the only offender there. They're, I mean, you always see this sort of thing. But, yeah, there was definitely something going on where, you know, Um, There were a lot of, you know, uh, there was a lot of discussion on Reddit. There was a lot of, uh, there were some tweets, Um, you know, people, Amazon CSRs were telling people various things, but something happened with that where people were promised, you know, consoles for delivery uh, on the third. And then, uh, you know, that came and uh, their credit cards hadn't been charged yet. And they said, you know, uh, you know, preparing for shipment and kind of got stuck in that log. And so something, I mean, but that's, D- would we genuinely in a, in a perfect Nintendo launch there would still be supply issues like if 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 these glitches mm-hmm. weren't happening I would still expect people who pre-ordered to not get their consoles that's sometime. the bare minimum <laughs> I mean because it is a Nintendo launch you know what yeah. I mean like it's just it, it, it's what you expect like if come on like I, I can't I mean I remember the Nintendo 64 when I got mine I managed to get one nine days before Christmas because I happened to see somebody had one like at a target and it was like almost closing time and i walked up and i was like do you have any more and he handed it to me and i was like i will be right back and i went to my mom and i was like i have two hundred dollars in a drawer at home i have to buy this system and she was like well this will be your you can't open it until christmas i'm like i'm buying it for myself she's like it doesn't matter you can't have it until christmas i was like all right fine
0: what, so, what? So, wow i know
1: that is um, not acceptable. Uh, deals in back your mom. And, and, <laughs> it totally. Well what was amazing is I had to rent Mario sixty-four and Wayne Gretzky three D hockey because you couldn't buy any games. So it was one of those things where like I bought a memory card and like was playing Mario. Um and then it wasn't until the day after Christmas at another target that I tracked down. A copy of mario 64 and i'd called beforehand and they were like we don't have any in stock and then we went to target anyway for some other stuff and i just happened to be there as they were unloading like the boxes mm-hmm. um but uh it which is all you know great memories of my of, of my childhood but but it's all suffice to say like you know nintendo's never been known for having the stock situation um <laughs> together at launch as well, we've it's seen. actually
0: it's been their strategy. It's been mm-hmm. their strategy yeah, to totally. read uh, Blake J. Harris's console wars. He goes into this so, how oh, yeah. Nintendo's uh, game boy color they're famous the, for that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they do. They limit supply to create artificial demand, and they're still doing it with the NES Classic, which I still can't get. Christina, Unbelievable. it's one hundred forty four dollars on Amazon, and two hundred. That's insane. On,
1: uh, and that's, too much. That. that's yeah. too much. That's too much. Sixty dollars yeah. is the perfect point. I would maybe go up to a hundred just for whatever. Hundred that is too much. And I say this is someone it's who been loves mine way forever. Mm-hmm. It's been this I know. Way forever, and they're on record yeah. m- m- as yeah. saying about the NES Classic, we
2: didn't know it would be so popular. Which what? Uh, no,
1: we What uh, world? It's what exactly. world do it's you like, live like, in? It's like yeah. literally, you announced it in July. We all like, we the all internet poops itself. When I was going was to say. I, I I was going to use a different euphemism. No, but, but
2: that's the one.
1: <laughs> um, well. but but yeah, no, you know the one I'm thinking of, Simone, and and it's accurate. But uh, yeah, I, I actually yeah. don't. But we'll talk about it after the show.
2: Uh, so any final thoughts about the Nintendo switch, you pitched this, Brianna, when we talked about this in Facebook chat, you were like, it'll tie into Zelda. And now we've spent like 20 minutes just talking about the switch. So, um,
0: I know, uh, Zelda sounds like it's great. Um, no, I wanted to ask you, uh, Simone though, like, do you think this is going to affect, um, you know, sales, uh, do you think this is going to like affect the long-term viability of the switch?
1: Because, Mm, you know, Polygon
0: has a story that Nintendo came forward and said this was the best selling system uh, since the Wii, which doesn't mean that much. So it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the number of gamers was much lower back then. But, um, you know, what I see is a system that has a lot of demand and a lot of passion from the user base but very clearly has some hardware failures that I don't know if Nintendo is going to address. So, I mean, the bottom line here is are, is this going to affect the long-term viability?
2: I think it depends on not necessarily this audience that we're talking to right now, or the audience that reads polygon.com, but it really depends on that broader audience of I think parents and 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 people who will be you know buying the system for their kids like what what news they're getting about this on more mainstream websites because I think I mean it it does mean something that even you as a, a hardcore gamer as much as I loathe that term like you are waiting however I think that I mean correct me if I'm wrong if they do fix these issues are you going to pick up the switch
0: uh, that second, and honestly, if Mass Effect w- weren't coming out this month, I'd probably have waited it out anyway. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. You know, I've got other stuff to do, but um,
1: I you can I'd always build really on with big, you.
0: I, I can, I can. Um, yeah, but this is a system. Like, I travel so much, guys. Mm-hmm. I do, and yeah this is a system that's really made for me, and I just i have you ever christine you like you you do stuff like this. have you ever tried to sand a scratch out of an iPhone or a piece of plexiglass before? Yeah. it's terrible. it's terrible totally. and the thought of doing that to like my Nintendo switch i just yeah. I don't know how I can buy it until at the least there's a third party option to fix that
1: mm-hmm. no I mean I, I agree and but but, but but like you guys, I mean, I, I've still – I've been like looking at like Craigslist and stuff. And I'm like, ugh, no, yep. I'm not going to pay that premium. I uh, But I still want one. I still want one. Even despite yep. all these problems, I still See, want that's one. that's the thing. Yep. Like it, it has a lot of things that are good
2: about it. And I think that that uh, consumer mentality that we've talked about before of, well, it, it's not going to happen to me, is probably <laughs> – I, I feel like that's probably the wider mentality about this right now, which – may not necessarily be wrong, because I, I don't know what the numbers are on the people who have had these these issues. Um, these terrible issues. Sure. But, like, everyone wants to think it's not going to happen to them. It has a form factor that's really attractive. It has one of the biggest games of the year so far. Granted, it doesn't have a lot else going for it beyond that game, but a lot. it's on a lot of people's radar. Um, people are interested in reading about it, and if... I it, I think if it if it gets more more games on it, um, it and at the price point that it's at, it is still a very tempting little offer. Hmm. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have right. a second ad read, so why don't you tell me what your surprise is?
0: All right, all right, guys. Okay, so Simone, you're wrong about Logan. I just gotta say. Oh that. I, just have to say <laughs> I hated Logan. I hated Logan so much. It was, it's like you read the news. It's so hyper depressing. And this is by far the most depressing superhero movie I've ever seen. I yeah, never I said, it oh, it I said it wasn't so
2: depressing. Oh, I said it was grueling bad. and hard to watch, and it, it made was me so cry, Brianna.
0: But then, like, X-23, like, she doesn't, oh, uh, I don't even, really, I already got smashed on Twitter for not liking everyone's favorite movie. But, okay. So, <laughs> look, this is what, this is what I want to hear from both of you. I want to, so it is so easy to complain about things. So, Simone de I want to hear from you, and I am going to time you oh, on no. my iPhone. So, I want to hear you talk about something that you absolutely love, and that people don't know about. It can't be a book or a movie or something about that. It needs to be something weird. Like, I love Tabasco olives, and I will eat those things out of a oh jar. Like, so, so tell me something you passionately love that people don't know.
2: Squarespace is the all-in-one platform. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh no. god, oh god, I'm panicking. Okay, um, can I can I have f- thirty seconds to panic? Okay, Christina, can you go? You think quickly on your feet. Give me
0: something people don't know about you that they should, that you just absolutely love, and just go off on it.
1: I love teen soap operas. Do you? I do. I do. Like, yeah, yeah. like Beverly Hills, 90210, Dawson's Creek, Pretty Little Liars, Riverdale. Uh, I love teen soaps, Vampire Diaries even. I love teen soap operas. I love them yeah. so much. Yeah. Veronica Mars. These are shows that I literally like could watch for the rest of my life. I also love the television show ER, uh, which which hasn't been on the air in, in, in seven years. And yet um, I have all 15 seasons on DVD and desperately want to spend my time ripping them to my Plex server so that I can stream them and watch them on my Apple TV, because I want to go back to a simpler time when George Clooney um, was young and beautiful and, uh, and, and hospital dramas were, 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 great shows. Why does Christina I, I, get to talk about a TV show?
0: <laughs> well, just because she's Christina Warren, we can't, we don't have any authority. So this is what I want Like I, I love Princess Diaries novels and I love Meg Cabot and I'm way into that YA genre. And I don't know why. I have no idea why I'm hyper <laughs> I into this. I don't know if it's because like the morality is sort of so simple or because my world is like, you know, trying to figure out really complex political problems and how to solve it that like is Princess Mia going to be asked to the winter non-denominational dance by Michael Moskowitz? Like that's a very compelling, simpler problem to think about. Like what is it about
1: like teen dramas that you love? Um, I don't know. I think that there's like, I think even though I know that in many cases they're bad, I just, I love the drama around it. I love the angst, Um, you know, like, like 9020, you know, I was like obsessed with Brenda and Dylan and like to this day I still listen yeah. to a 90210 themed podcast <laughs> seriously where <laughs> they like they where they go back and they rewatch episodes of 90210 and they skewer the show and they make fun of it terribly and I'm like listening back and I'm like oh yeah I know and I'm totally like laughing along with it but I'm also being like oh yeah I was totally watching this in 6th grade and I was completely into it um, yeah. the same thing with like Dawson's Creek not a great show like in retrospect but probably one of my favorite things of all time and I, I just just I, I, I love the angst and I, I think that I was like very young when I started watching those shows and it created this idea of what teenagehood would be, which was not at all what it would be, at all what it was, but yet <laughs> it was this great self. image in oh my, my mind God. of of that sort of thing, and 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 I've held on to it, and now I'm like an old person, and I still look back at, at those times, and I'm like, yes, this is what it's like to be a teenager, even though it's completely not. Um, <laughs> and and I love soap operas. I love soap operas in general. Like, Morrow's Place is my favorite TV show of all time, just because it's so incredibly ridiculous, and so, like, like the storylines are so absurd that it's insane to think that it was on television 20 years ago that like literally there were storylines where they would do those things and that it was just like accepted like as part of primetime. And I love that sort of camp – at like that sort of campiness um, and, and and just – I love the drama. I live for the drama. That's really what it comes down to. I live for the drama. I love it. I love, I love that it. about you. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay, Simone, can you top that? Can you top that? Give me something you love.
2: I probably can't top that. I love YouTube series about film analysis, like Every Frame Painting, uh, Lessons from the Screenplay. Got uh, what's the other one that I love? Um, now You See It is really good. The ones that like essays about video essays about movies. Movies with Mikey is fantastic. Less essay-like, more just pure effusive love of movies. I, that is something that, like, I want to make, even though it's so, um, it's very, very granular in a way that's probably not entertaining to a lot of people. Although the great thing about the, the series that I named is that they do make it entertaining, even if you don't know anything about movies. And... I could probably just sit down and watch those things for hours. Like when I was uh, working really hard last month, I would motivate myself with an episode of movies with Mikey, except then it would turn into three episodes of movies with Mikey. And it's just hearing him talk about movies that he loves. And even if I haven't seen the movie and I don't know anything about it, and then I have to pause the episode two minutes in to read the Wikipedia article about it. Um, they're still really entertaining. And I like hearing things pointed out to me that people noticed about movies that I've never even freaking seen. Even though, as you know, I am terrible at watching things. And I make empty promises and I don't keep them ever when it comes to movies or TV shows. I don't watch. I shut my and, 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 eyes. And, and, and then a year ignore. later you finally
1: watched People vs. O.J. Simpson and you realize. And it was fantastic. Now now you have to watch The Americans. Both of you have to watch God, The Americans.
2: Stop giving me homework. Oh, no, but, but No, yes. but
1: seriously. The Americans is more relevant now than it's ever been before. And it's the best show on television. It's the final season. It's – anyway fair.
0: All right, I'm going to push through season 1 and get to love that. So, but yeah, like so I know what you're talking about. Like uh it's it's really cool. Like uh I saw a breakdown of like a uh, Dark Knight, which is a fantastic yeah. movie. Such a great but film. It takes apart like the uh this the tunnel scene and like why it doesn't work at all because of the way it was cut. Like you know the the motion is going one way and the yes. camera's having Aaron Eckhart go the other angle. I yes. love those too. I think that's it it really helps you like piece together how to tell a story in your own mind. I just, I think that's fascinating. That's
2: my jam. Brianna. Yeah. You should link me to whoever made that thing.
0: I will. I will. I think for me, you know, the thing I like bad food guys and and (laughs) I know, I know you're not going to judge me on this, but I Jones for fried pickles. I, I'm still dying to try to find somewhere in Boston that has decent fried pickles because I Jones for them all the time. Olives, I eat olives out of the jar. Like I will I will go onto Amazon and I will buy like a case of 36 jars of Tabasco olives and I will sit there and eat a whole jar of olives. And my husband will look at me and be like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm
2: just like, that
0: is disgusting. like, don't look at me. I can't help it. Please don't judge me. This is no judgment here
2: today. So no, no judgment. So we lo- I love no, those Marie Callender's microwave pot pies. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, I also love demons. <laughs> They're freaking That's incredible. Yes.
0: They're
2: like candy, but in meat form.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I think I'm done for tonight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Got your little positivity bump there. Uh, I, I need positivity. It's I been a dark week. Yeah. What are you up to this week?
0: uh let's see i'm coming back from new york tomorrow i've got a ton of tv that i'm doing um yeah i'm doing tv and more media and fundraising and talking to the dnc i've got a meeting with the dnc on thursday night so
2: nice yeah, that's what i'm
0: doing tell yeah. them what's awesome.
2: what professional oh, being. I, don't I, tell them about I'm also,
0: me i won't keep me your I'm dirty also, little um, secret Brand new Congress is an organization doing a lot of really interesting stuff. It's made up of former Bernie people and they are recruiting people in every single state in America to basically run against the establishment. So, um, I've got a meeting with them tomorrow. Uh, and this is a, uh, this is a real group of people. They're really good at fundraising. So I'm really looking forward to that. So just congressional stuff.
2: Ugh. What about you, Christina?
1: Um, so, uh, uh we're recording this on our Tuesday, but on on Wednesday, uh, I'm going to be uh, striking as part of uh, the, the International yes. Women's Day, and uh, so um, I'm excited about that. I'm going to be going to some rallies in New York City um, to uh, celebrate womanhood and all that stuff, and um, I've got some reviews going up uh, for the rest of the week and just, you know, normal, normal stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also am doing that. I'll hopefully be making it to a rally tomorrow, uh, which will be great. And uh, what else am I doing this week? Um, catch up from GDC. We have some interviews going up. Um, a video about um, Control Alt GDC, which is the alternative controllers portion of GDC, where people have controllers that are like um, f- f- cat paws that you wear on your hands and weird foam waistbands and uh, midi fighters and stuff like that. There's a lot of cool alternative um fun art game art projects out there. So I, I'm making a video about that right now, actually. Um, so that is pretty much to the rest of my week. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at doom quasar and, uh, youtube.com slash polygon. What about you, Brianna? Uh, space cat gal.
0: Uh, I am also on Facebook, uh, under developer Brianna. We're going to start actually paying attention to Facebook now. So Whoa. that's where you find me. I know. Wild. I know.
2: I know. Never go there, Christina. What about you? Uh, you can
1: find me at film underscore girl. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like reading something and I totally spaced.
2: It's okay because I was typing something, something expecting your response to last longer, and then it just didn't. So um, yeah, so you can
1: find me film underscore girl on the twitters, the instagrams, the snapshots.
2: Here on episode one thirteen of Rocket, we are a fine-tuned machine <laughs> that true, runs perfectly true. every single week. And if you agree, you should go to iTunes and leave a, a review and some stars for us right immediately now. And in the title of the review, Fine-Tuned Machine. And in the body of the review, <laughs> I want you to write chugga 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 chug a um, which is the sound... Of our audio producer, like <laughs> slamming his head against the wall. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. I love you, uh, but yeah, leave a, a better review than that. So you you can top this. Like this is your challenge: top the review that I just left in your ears, but in text. Just write form.
0: two hands. Just write two hands for the review, and they give five stars. And I that's want all you need to say no. I, I want you to, to tell me
2: how many tongues is the right amount of tongues but in stars and we all know the right amount of tongues is five this has been rocket and it is terminated
0: definitely terminated absolutely terminated